This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. It is April 18th, 2020, and on this episode of Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen, we discuss the unfortunate WWE releases, them being considered an essential business? and much, much more. So please stick around. This one's going to be newsworthy. Welcome, everyone, back for yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, right across from me here, my right-hand man, the man with the plan, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. This has been... Just a weird week, man. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure all of our listeners are, are very well aware, but we're going to, we got to dive into the news and give you guys our take on everything. Uh, you know, who would we be if we didn't, uh, you know, swing the hammer a little bit this yeah. week? I mean, that's our job, right? Um, yeah. I mean, we're, <laughs> we, we're supposed to be critical when it's needed. And I think that right now it is certainly one of those critical times here, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, I mean, we're not hurting for news. No. I guess there's a plus side, but... We, yeah, we, we are certainly not hurting for <laughs> news. That's 100% sure. Um, <laughs> so, I, I guess we'll get into the down and dirty of it. Uh, th- so, there is really two big WWE stories this week. Um, three, really, if you count, um, I, I guess, what would be the prologue to all of this here. Um, so... Let's, I guess, uh, um, there's really no, like, great way to tackle all of it, so. Yeah, I I guess the best way that we can look at this here, first off, is WWE being considered an essential business, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I get it, right? Like, first off, let's, let's classify an essential business here. Uh, from from what I'm understanding here, essential businesses are ones that, that do, I guess, that, that, that are, well, I, I guess it's very straightforward, right? It, they are an essential business. Yeah, uh, it, it's businesses that provide necessities of life. Yes. You know, so there... <laughs> thank you, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> so there are, um, you know, obviously you've got, like, hospitals. You've right. got... Um, grocery stores, grocery stores, um, like you know, obviously, like the fire station, um, you know, uh, <laughs> post offices, police, kind, kind, kind of, somewhat post offices, water pumping really sure. stations, yeah, uh, like yeah, your 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 local utility company, mm-hmm. um, these kinds of things, right? Uh, like even um, even like your your internet service provider, right? That's right. that is a essential business, um, uh WWE though essential business uh, we yeah. a lot of people have talked about maybe like WWE just taking a break throwing up some reruns or maybe even like just some archived footage put something cool together like that you know get creative with it uh, no they're proceeding to do live TV mhm mhm what do you think about that stephen i think it's dumb yeah personally i i mean uh, i'm not not trying to crucify them necessarily but Mm. at the same time you know wrestling is not essential to life now i love wrestling okay i love wrestling and if i didn't have wrestling that i could watch i'd be very sad yeah but at the same time i i don't really i don't need you putting on live shows only like it's it's not essential. Like there there's no better way to say it. It's not essential. Right. I love it, but it's not essential. Right. Right. And, and like you said, uh, you know, they have this huge backlog of things that they can air. They can they can air you know WrestleManias. Mm. They can air any pay per view. They they have documentaries they can air. Do you really need to be putting your crew and your talent in harm's way? Do you really need to be doing that? Yeah, I mean these are all very valid questions, obviously. Um, and with uh, you know Roman Reigns not coming back anytime soon for obvious reasons, you've got you know Daniel Bryan who he continues to go there, you know despite his his wife being pregnant. You know, uh, there's just a lot of I don't know. This is just a very very odd thing. Now yeah. now it's it 
It gets even stranger here, Stephen, because per the Orlando Weekly, uh, OrlandoWeekly.com, rather, uh, on the same day that WWE was deemed an essential business by the state of Florida and their governor, the American First Action Political, uh, the American First Action Political Action Committee, also known as a Super PAC, uh, it's just a great name, really rolls off the tongue, which is chaired by WWE owner Vince McMahon's wife. Linda mm-hmm. announced a total of $18.5 million in television advertising spending in Orlando and Tampa markets in mm-hmm. total. Mm-hmm. Now, Linda McMahon is obviously the head of this um, political action committee, uh, which is uh, uh, pro-Trump, pro-business. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the governor of Florida, for what it's worth, also, I suppose, is pretty pro-Trump and pro-Florida and pro-wrestling. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, uh, yeah. Which yeah. is Which is fine. I mean, I'm also pro-wrestling. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't have close to $19 million to be throwing around. No. But... <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so so I saw this this headline, and I've, I've heard a lot of mixed things uh, about mm-hmm. whether this did happen, whether it didn't happen. Um I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, this is um, if, uh, for anybody who's watched maybe House of Cards on Netflix before. This mm. is very uh, Underwoodsian, perhaps one of those kind of uh, uh, close. Like this is a, this is kind of close to uh, you know, it could be conspiracy, it could be blatant fact. Yeah, um, I, I'm leaning more towards the latter here. Uh, that uh, these are kickbacks being done out in the open. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I, I I'm obviously not in those talks, so I don't want to, you know, for for sure say one or the one way or the other. Yeah. But I will say, man, that don't look good. No, well, I mean, unless you're, I mean, I would say from an outsider perspective, no. But I mean, if you're if you're in the middle of that whole group and you're getting your way and you're getting what you want. I mean, they probably don't care less. Yeah, right? ju- just to be clear on what we're talking about here, uh, basically, it's alleged that uh, there there was some some uh, some favors, some some bribery, maybe that, right. that has taken place here uh, with the super PAC donating money uh, to basically get WWE deemed an essential business. Yes. That, that's what we're talking about here. Um, like I said, I don't know if this is 100% fact. I've seen a lot of people reporting it, uh, but I've also seen a lot of people reporting that that it's fake. So mm. I, I just don't want to pick one side and say, like, yes, this is what happened because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Right. Um, I mean, But t- I will say with most things, the truth, as you say, uh, very often lies in the middle. Mm. So... If this absolutely was not a thing, there's no way this could be a thing. We wouldn't be hearing about it right now, right? And I mean, like you know, this is this is money that can be traced, right? It could, like you said, I mean, this could be purely coincidental, purely coincidental, or it's a hell of a coincidence, though. Yes, that's exactly my point. You know, that's it's. It just does not look good. Right. Now, I, I said that this is three stories, really, in one. Uh, because also, earlier this week, the XFL filed for Chapton... Uh, Chapton? 
Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> Chapter 11, Bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so, XFL, dying a second death. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who really could have thunk it, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not 100% surprised. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone could have guessed why, you know, or what, what the final nail in the coffin was, but uh, I wouldn't say there's very many people that are surprised by this. I mean, it's certainly... I would say if you if you add up everything, it probably has to do most with obviously the effects of the coronavirus, right. the inability to get a TV deal right now during the coronavirus, right, right? and it just kind of everything else surrounding that. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be really <laughs> hurting for this here. A lot of players who really thought that they had a, a maybe somewhat of a future. Um, I know some of them have already been started to get picked up by uh nfl teams so mm-hmm. you know if if you fall into that category then awesome congratulations congrats good for you guys you, you did yeah. it yeah yeah living the dream mm-hmm. um but but here's where there's a little bit of crossover with our next topic um <laughs> the listing for the bankruptcy revealed that uh wwe in fact owned 23.5 percent of xfl's Class B stock, while McMahon owned the remainder of it. WWE is slated to release its quarterly financial report on April 23rd and will hold a uh, conference call with investors. Uh, WWE having equity stake in XFL could be brought up. Uh, It was also noted in February, WWE's interim CFO Frank Riddick stated on a conference call that WWE had no plans of investing in the XFL. So... Interesting. More just blatant, out in the open misinformation mm-hmm. and and falsehoods. Um, yeah. So it, it's not entirely surprising that uh, WWE owns stock in XFL. That that's uh, I would be surprised if they didn't uh, personally. J- just because that's that's a very common thing with right. with uh, you know people like Vince McMahon, the the philanthropist, the 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 people that are you know. Philanthropist is not the right word. The, but, the businessman. Um, the, the you're business you're using philanthropist ironically. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's very common for, for businessmen like Vince McMahon who have hands in multiple companies yeah. uh, to have their companies cross over like that. So that's not surprising at all. Mm. Uh, however, it's really not a good look for you to say, oh, no, that that's absolutely not the case. And then to have it come out that not only is that the case, but they actually own about a quarter of it. Yes, that's that's bad. Those are big losses, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good at all. Now, obviously, WWE already has problems with the coronavirus, and now you add on top of it here the XFL's Chapter Eleven bankruptcy filings, and uh, yeah, you get what we had on Wednesday. What's being called Black Wednesday. Uh, well, I've also heard Bloody Wednesday. Bloody Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, where talent uh, was being released in mass in droves, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, there have been more releases uh, since Wednesday, obviously, but Wednesday was uh, a killer day. I remember being at work on Wednesday uh, because they were they were catering barbecue uh, at at work, and uh, I was standing in line six feet away from everybody else. 
of right. course. Social distancing. Social distancing. Right, right. Yep. And I kept looking at my phone, and one of my old supervisors was like, "What? You know, why do you keep looking at your phone or whatever?" I was just chit chatting with with her and whatnot. And I was like, "Yeah, um, you know, this is crazy, crazy news." You know, she she's not a wrestling fan, obviously, but I tried to explain to her the situation, and she was kind of flabbergasted by it too. Um, it's just. It's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, the the rough thing about this, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that story, is, is, like, this is in terms that everyone can understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, usually with, with wrestling, there's a there's a lot of, um, you know, avenues and, and alleys that you, you have to have insider knowledge to really understand what's going on. But this is the kind of thing that everyone understands. Like, they're running out of money and they're firing people. It basically is what it comes down to. Yeah. Um. So. So. Yeah. I. I mean. It. I can see it being, being big news and, and being one of the bigger stories from, uh, coming out of WWE because everyone like you can you can read that and understand exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're you're absolutely right. Um. It is. Uh. It is quite strange. All of this is quite strange. Mm-hmm. Um. The list here is as follows um, of people that were released on Wednesday. WWE, I don't believe, has put out a, um, uh, I guess, an updated list here. Uh, But uh, I'll go into it anyway. Uh, Kurt Angle uh, heads the list here. Obviously, he was working as a backstage producer. He had his Legends contract. Um, You know, uh, Rusev is next on the list. Um, Another pretty big loss there. Uh, Drake Maverick. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Heath Slater. So I guess you know uh, we won't have the triumphant three-man band reuniting, or Heath Slater, you know, being you know all the gold with yeah. the with the three-man band. Uh, Eric Young, Rowan. That's it's crazy. It, it is uh, Sarah it is. Logan. No way, Jose. Referee Mike Kyoto, who had served with the company over 30 years, uh, is on this list. Mike Kanellis, who had previously asked for his release. Maria Kanellis, his wife. So they laid both the husband and the wife off of work. Uh, EC3, who he's been unhappy for a while. Uh, Aiden English. Leo Rush who was just, he he put on some of the best NXT matches on television this year, and they released him. Uh, Primo and Epico Cologne, uh, who we haven't seen on TV in, oh gosh, a good while. A long time. Yeah. Um, this is not the complete list. Um, I did make note, obviously, Kurt Angle is working as a backstage producer, so are such people as Lance Storm and uh, Hurricane, Sean Devari. Um, from my understanding, per the Wrestling Observer, uh, noted by Dave Meltzer, the producers are being furloughed while the wrestling talent is actually, um, fired, Mm. uh, so to speak. Uh, so, obviously there is a chance that, uh, some of this talent may come back. You know, some of this talent may not. Uh, these are very real possibilities here. Yeah, Um, I, I would, I mean, me personally, I would think that uh, most, if not all, of these people, um, the the wrestlers that that have been laid off would not be coming back, just because who knows when that'll be, you know? 
and, and there's bills to be paid now and there's work to be done now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would see most, if not all of these people going elsewhere. So, yeah, you know, like whether that means in a few years they come back to WWE, maybe, uh, but I think most of these people are going to settle down somewhere else before maybe coming back to WWE. Right, right. And so there's there's even more, um, unfortunately. Uh, this is from the NXT side of things here. Uh, Cesar Bon, Tainara Conti, Diana Parasso, Tino uh, Sabatelli, Mars Wang, Dan Matha, Alyssa Marino, Alexander Jaksic, Nick uh, Como Comoroto, Comoroto, mm. Nick Augarelli is, is what it says here, and then MJ Jenkins, and then um, as reported also by the Wrestling Observer earlier today, Cassius Ono is the the headliner in the NXT list there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised if there are more releases. WWE is, uh, I guess, trying to free up these funds here and free up their spending. Uh, because, I mean, honestly, just kind of like what I brought up earlier, they are fighting against both the fallout of the coronavirus as well as the fallout of the XFL. It's a hard spot to be in. I yeah. get it. I'm not a business owner. <laughs> we we do this here you know, as a show. Um, you know, whatever we, we make out of it, it, you know, it's just purely whatever it is. Right. Yeah. We get more fun than, (laughs) than we do money out of doing this show for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It is, is absolutely nuts. Cause this is a time where, and, and, and you don't see any, you, you're not seeing ring of honor release people. You're not seeing Impact release people. You're not seeing New Japan release people. You're not seeing AEW release people. Well, you're actually even seeing them, you know, pay their talent for right. not working. Right. You know, um, I, I think, and I don't, I don't want to sound like heartless in the in this time or anything like right. that. Uh, but this is a byproduct of having the kind of roster that WWE has. Mm. They can only support their roster when times are good. Mm-hmm. And, and the the unfortunate thing about that is in situations like this you lead you you get to things like bloody wednesday or black wednesday whatever you want to call it where mm-hmm. you know over 30 wrestlers are, are released within like three days of each other um unfortunately yeah. i'm not surprised at all I, I mean like wwe's roster is massive and they don't even use like half of them right a lot of it is like strategic buying they right. bought them because they didn't want anybody else to have them right and which they, is yeah. the i understand from a business perspective but from an entertainment and love of the business perspective that's a very scummy thing to do um yeah. so i i mean i don't want my words to be misconstrued or or taken out of context here but who knows from a from a fan perspective, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe we can see some of these people go to some other promotions that we really, really enjoy. Mm. Um, but I will say that being said, this sucks for everyone that got released. I mean, yeah, they're they're uh, they were waiting on a paycheck that you know they were expecting a paycheck to come in that that will not be coming in. So I I definitely 
um, you know, appreciate the work that they do, and my heart goes out to them mm. uh, in this time. Agreed. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Because and and look, this is not the only part of the story, right? Like Vince McMahon did this whole five minute conference call where he talked about like restructuring corporate payouts and you know what what the executives were going to be making and they had to make some sacrifice themselves i'm sh- honestly for the common man for the w- worker that is on those shows uh, those kinds of sacrifices are not anywhere close to no. <laughs> being let go yeah um, oh no you're making a million dollars less yeah oh, oh no oh. yeah um yeah, it's just that part of it's ridiculous. What really pisses me off um, is that this was done via text message. Right. Um, you didn't have the guts to sit these people down and say, "Hey, look, this is the situation." Blah blah blah. You know, uh, we gotta we gotta let you go, or you know, we're gonna furlough you, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's just a really terrible way of going about business. I mean. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. this whole situation has been uh, pretty pretty poorly handled. Yeah, I, I think uh, almost in every aspect of it. I mean, there there's this maybe bribery, maybe not bribery thing going on with the mm. with the state of Florida. You have this scenario where you're you're laying off a bunch of people via text message, and, and then at the same time you're you're about to continue live live shows again, and it's just like. It, it seems like they are making pretty much the the worst possible decisions that they can, <laughs> like in this scenario. I, I yeah. don't, I, I don't know, man. It's it's I, it's. I really just don't know. It's tough. Well, I mean, and and here's what I hope. What I really hope is that some of these people, uh, you know, either volunteered or asked and said, "Hey, look, let me go." Right? Like somebody like EC3. I could I could clearly see somebody like EC3 being like, hey, uh, look, I want to just go, mm-hmm. like just let me go. Well, I mean, there's a few people on that on that list that have already asked for their release in the past, you mm-hmm. know. So it it's not shouldn't come as too big of a shock for them necessarily. But you know, for every one person that yeah. did ask for their release, there's about two or three more that didn't. Well, like Gallows and Anderson, they they signed some huge deals. Uh, very, very recently, and they didn't want. I mean, they 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 didn't want to to stay. Really, they they signed the deals because they were going to take care of their families, right? Right. right. Uh, otherwise, they were gone. They were going to go to Japan. They were going to go to wherever, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of crazy, man. Um, I, I don't really get the rationale. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um. Let's let's kind of reel it in here. We've got a very large list here. Where do we see some of these people going, hmm. Stephen? I mean, obviously, I don't foresee anything being automatic. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything, um, <laughs> anything going down anytime soon. Yeah. Really? Well, I I remember reading this. I wish I had a a, a source. I, um, but apparently, they're being paid for thirty days. The NXT talent, I know for sure, is being paid for at least oh, okay. 30 days. Gotcha. Yeah, they're going to be paid for 30 days, and then after that, they are good to go. Does that uh, does that include main roster, or? I don't, I, that I have not verified. Okay, okay. But it is what it is. Um, 
but like you've got somebody like um well, well yeah let's talk about anderson and gallows mm-hmm. anderson and gallows um i could certainly see them possibly going back to japan mm-hmm. maybe doing maybe also doing some ring of honor stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I could really see that happening um leo rush is another guy who i think could do really well um he might go to he i could possibly see him in aew because he's, he's got name yeah recognition uh, my first mm. my first thought with leo rush would be aew just because mm. they have a lot of they have a lot of different wrestling styles there mm-hmm. and leo rush can definitely find a spot that really really fits him in mm-hmm. aew uh especially like you said leo rush he does have the name um and aew has the money uh, yeah, for that. So I could definitely see Leo Rush going to AEW. Um, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. I think the the obvious one is, is going back to New Japan. Mm-hmm. I think would be their their best case scenario, in my opinion. Um, I could see them in AEW, possibly. Uh, only reason being is a lot of the tag teams in AEW are small high fly guys. You know that that's a lot of their tag teams. I, I I would really only think of like Butcher and Blade and Dark Order for the two tag teams that aren't that. Um, so having a tag team like they're not called the OC anymore, but uh, you know a tag G- team Gallows like, and Anderson with Gallows and Anderson. I mean, having a big guy tag team mm. that could be kind of cool. Add another layer into the tag division that AEW's got going on. Mm. But at the same time, I think they fit a little bit better. A little bit better in New Japan, so I think so because they've been there. Mm-hmm. They can relate. They know. They still know a lot of the talent that's over there. Right. They left in good graces. Mm-hmm. I would say they have a name there. They've like... got. They've got name recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson is actually um, not a lot of people may recognize this or not. If if you're predominantly a WWE person, uh, but Carl Anderson was actually like on a very good singles run at one time in New Japan. Mm. You know he can he can do kind of his thing. Uh, Luke Gallows can be a very good big man in New Japan. Also, mm-hmm. the reason why I wouldn't put them necessarily in AEW is because I, I feel like AEW has earmarked the revival. Yes. I feel like that is a a for sure thing. Yeah, and I already think that the revival going to AEW might be even a little bit too much. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said on last episode, I would prefer to see them go to New Japan for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW's tag division is not lacking. Like they they really just don't need anyone else right now. Yeah. Uh, not to say I wouldn't be happy to see Revival go to AEW or Gallows Anderson go to AEW. That'd be cool, mm-hmm. but they definitely don't need it, and it might actually hinder the division if you start adding just so many tag teams. Like, there's only one title to go around, y'all, and the, and there's only so much time on TV. Uh, you don't want to get, uh, you know, hooked up in a WWE situation where, where they just have so many talent, so much talent that they just don't know what to do with, you know? Right. No, I mean, that's true. That, that is true. Uh, but I think that's why they're they're a lot more flexible. Like, if if, you know... If Butcher and Blade still had wanted to work indie dates, or if uh, if you're like the Dark Order and you still go to PWG every now and again, right? And, and you that's, can kind of rotate out. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely one of the pluses uh, in AEW with their roster for sure. I just mean like, you know, say say Revival does come out on on Dynamite, and then two weeks later Gallows and Anderson come out on Dynamite. Who's gonna be your new guy? You know, right. like who who's the guy that you're showing? Right. I, I really, I mean, if, if if I boiled it down 
for AEW. I really see, I could see Leo Rush, I see The Revival, and I would probably say uh, Rusev would be the other one. But I Rusev. feel I feel like it's really 50-50 with Rusev. I could see him doing really well in some place like Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. for example. I think that they could easily put put the title on Rusev in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that he's, he's that good. Um, I'd love to mm-hmm. see uh, Tainara and uh, Deanna Perrazzo go to AEW. It, yeah, they could work. Bolster uh, their, their women's division a little bit more. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Obviously, Britt Baker's been doing fantastic recently, so they're, they're, they're starting to get some steam in that division, uh, but it needs a little bit more oomph still, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I would say as far as, as the ladies go, uh, I would definitely say uh, Deanna Perazzo, uh, definitely... Uh, she's super talented. Mm. Tainara Conti uh, always come across to me as a little bit green. Yeah, um, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm 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 personally not her biggest fan, but I really do like Deanna Parazzo. Yeah, I think. I mean, that look she at could... look at a uh, Britt Baker when when she first came to AEW. Yeah, she borderline sucked, and and yeah. now look at her. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. You're right. I guess it's just a matter of how much of their heart is into this because I, I think mm. D, I think Tainara Conti was always a WWE person. I right. could be wrong. If I am wrong, reach out to us I mean, at Headlock Talk on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so people who are predominantly only working in WWE in that system, their success rate once they get out into the real world is not that great. Whereas Deanna Parazzo, she knows what the world outside of WWE looks like. Yeah. Um, so, like, here's one that trips me out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and we won't spend too much time, too much more time on this here because I'm, I, <laughs> we got a lot of other things to talk about. Yeah. But um, Drake Maverick. Mm. So Drake Maverick, he he got on um, to Twitter, posted a video. Um, he's still actually in this WWE cruiserweight tournament. He's he 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 has a, worked this out to where he will still have his three matches in this cruiserweight tournament. Um, and depending on what happens, then then you know, I mean, it might be he might be gone. He might he might even go on and win the whole thing. This you know, I don't know if, what what the deal is, but he he posted a very solemn video about this whole situation. Um, it's, it's kind of crazy. That's strange. Yeah. So he got fired, but they're still going to have him work the cruiserweight interim championship tournament. Huh? Yeah. I mean, okay. That like, doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. No, that's, that's the one that gets me. I I can't, I can't understand that. Hmm. I mean, Drake Maverick, uh, believe it or not, he, he, he is British. Hmm. I could see him going back to the British indie scene. I, I could easily see him going to Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, I think he could work out there. He also worked at Impact before, so Impact he, that could be a, a pretty good place for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see a lot of this this talent here, more or less. Actually, more people being you know, I guess either going to Ring of Honor or Impact as opposed to AEW, just because I think that they could bring them in. But I think it's, it's going to take a long time, you guys. Nobody is <laughs> signing, I would say, outside of AEW, who apparently has these massive cash reserves, according to Eric Bischoff. Nobody's signing anybody mm-hmm. right now. Um, no, not not right now, for sure. 
you will see a lot of these uh, folks uh, putting out shirts on pro wrestling tees. Yes. I, I know that uh, um, I've seen a couple of them. I've, I've seen them uh, from, uh, let me see here, Kurt Hawkins for sure. Mm-hmm. See, he, he re-uploaded one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Heath Slater, who had the uh, I Got Kids shirt. He now has a new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees that says, I Got Fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least he's taking it in jest. Yeah. Um, Eric Young, I think he could work out really well in Impact. He was awesome in Impact before. He'll be awesome in Impact again. He could also do Ring of Honor for that matter. It's up to him. Um, EC3, definitely see him being a, a, a somebody going back to Impact. He had mm-hmm. a lot of success there. I mean, that's what got him to WWE, really. Yeah, Mike and Maria Kanellis, they could they could do some work in Ring of Honor, I mm-hmm. would say, or Impact. I mean, e- any one of those. I mean, the the mm-hmm. thing with all, pretty much everyone on this list is like, I don't think if if this whole coronavirus thing wasn't going on, none of these people would have any problem finding a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, that's how that's how big they are. That's how big their names are. Mm-hmm. It's just. At this point, like you said, there's not going to be there's not going to be any signings for mm-hmm. a while. There, there's not going to be any companies that are willing to take that risk right now. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins have a wrestling school together. I think mm. um, they could uh, they could certainly, I guess, be okay for a little while. Though, I mean, I don't know how active that wrestling school is right now. Obviously, that's going to be really tough. Right. Um, obviously, but in the same token, though, Zack Ryder obviously has had a lot of success on YouTube. I don't see why that couldn't be a thing still. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they actually do a podcast together, also. So they're they're like really really close. Um, and I could even see Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins do the occasional PWG match, you know, or or just run the indie circuit. It, you know, you know, we can also see what NWA is doing. NWA obviously is not in any kind of position of hiring anybody right now either, but I mean, they are an option for a lot of these folks too. Yeah. I, I saw this uh, meme going around r slash AEW where they were saying Zack Ryder should sign with AEW and then put him in a tag team with uh, Cody. And then on Chris Jericho's next cruise, call it the sweet life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> or a sweet life on deck. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, new addition to the Nightmare Family, perhaps. Yeah, uh, who knows? Yeah. Special referee Dylan and Cole Sprouse. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh God! Well, we got to have some levity, I guess, on this episode, right? I wouldn't hate it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Oh goodness! <laughs> um, any any final thoughts here on any of these topics, Stephen? I know we got to move along. No, I'm just. I'm just curious to see where all these people are going to land. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't really see any of them going back to WWE, at least not immediately. I, I think it, it'll be a while for sure. I, I'm just curious to see where they land, man. Because a lot of these people, they're going to go on and do great things wherever they go, honestly. Um, it, it just sucks that they were laid off from, from WWE. But at the same time, a lot of them weren't being used or, or weren't being used effectively anyway. So perhaps they can have... You know, have their have their uh, uh, have their work come to fruition a little bit more. Yeah, you know, yeah, a little bit more creative uh, control, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I would hope so. I I would certainly hope so. And um, like I said, our our hearts do go out to uh, 
these fine people. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit rough, I'm sure. Um, but uh, as we've said in our bonus episodes previously... Bonus. Yes, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> as we've said in those episodes, support independent wrestling, support independent wrestlers, and if you've enjoyed any of these people... Try and find a shirt of theirs or some merch off of ProWrestlingTees.com. If you got the money to spend on it, you know, spend a little bit of money their way if you can. Um, you There's know. a lot of Americans getting uh, stimulus checks right now. Yep. Uh, if you got your check, maybe drop twenty five bucks. ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah. Get get the I got fired T-shirt. Get the I or, got fired T-shirt. Or, or 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 any one of these great shirts mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> In an ironic turn of events here, (laughs) we had some debuts on NXT this week. Um, So, in the main event of NXT, uh, they were shooting an angle where Undisputed Era, uh, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish were going to challenge for the titles against Matt Riddle. And because Pete Dunne could not make it, obviously due to, you know, you know, the Rona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Pete Dunn said he will pick a partner for Matt Riddle. Um, <laughs> Matt Riddle comes out. He's doing the bro thing. Pete Dunn comes up on a video message saying that he found a, the perfect tag team partner to team with Matt Riddle. And it was none other than Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> Look. This is a dream team if you want to just hurt people. <laughs> uh, when, when Timothy Thatcher came out, he was he was called the meanest son of a bitch that you'll ever meet. I really, I really hope that that's his gimmick. Yeah, like 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 that because look, he's got all of, of maybe ten teeth. <laughs> he looks mean. He's the he's tall. He's in very good shape. And when you see this match, he... Look. (laughs) There is the WWE way of doing things, and there's everywhere else, right? There's all sorts... There's a whole other world of wrestling out there. Timothy Thatcher was almost shooting on these people. (laughs) He's just beating them, clubbing them, suplexing them like he was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like, he was... he, He... Got Roderick Strong in this the most vicious Fujiwara armbar that I've seen in a long time, and he tapped him out clean. Timothy Thatcher, man, he's he's one to watch. Yeah, um, you know that's quite a tag team. It is. That's that's intense, man. Like Matt Riddle was kind of like he was like, hey, I'm working the WWE kind of way, and these guys are too. And then Timothy Thatcher was like. Just gonna rip this whole thing apart. <laughs> Wait, but where's the blood? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, it was just uh it it was everything I wanted and more out of Timothy Thatcher's yeah, debut. Yeah. Um, after the match, uh, you know, uh, Matt Riddle uh, for WWE.com, they he wanted to name Timothy Thatcher an honorary bro, an honorary stallion. He tried to hand over the tag team title over to, to over to Thatcher. Thatcher was kind of like, uh, no thanks. Like, you and Pete's got a thing. Mm. We'll see how this thing goes. Good guy, Thatcher. Yeah. <laughs> kind of strange. <laughs> like, it was very much in his character, but it was like also like, 
yeah yeah <laughs> like, like you do your thing man like, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that kind of comes off a little endearing a little which, bit which is a little off-putting i kind of want to see like um uh and i thought about doing this for if wishes were fishes but you know i'll Whatever this is, this is just this is just too fun. Yeah, I really want to see some kind of like, I don't know, weird falling out between the three of them, to where uh-huh. Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle, and Timothy Thatcher just have a match against each other, and it's just like the most brutal stuff you'll ever imagine happens. Yeah, loser dies match. <laughs> Goodness, L- loser gets their arm snapped in half. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean. Just the 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 intensity of all three of those guys is is off the charts. Well, man, now do I have to pick between Riddle and Dunn and Riddle and Thatcher? I mean, who knows? That might be a situation somewhere down the road, or maybe Timothy Thatcher he aligns himself uh, with Imperium someday. I mean, that's a that's also a thing. You know, they've done that before. He is one of the OG members of uh, Ring Comp. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the the precursor to Imperium, obviously. You know, I'd like to see it happen. I mean, that's almost a missed opportunity if they don't, right? I would say it really? would be very much a missed opportunity. Yeah. I, I would say it'd be a sorely missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, you got to have Walter and Timothy Thatcher challenging Pete Dunne and, and Matt Riddle for the tag team titles, don't God. you? So you got to have that because yeah. there's there's there would be all sorts of animosity, especially if Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher down the road just don't gel and they're like getting in each other's faces about stuff. And he's like, don't push me, bro. And then Timothy Thatcher's all mad at him because he won't tag in. Yeah, because Timothy Thatcher just wants to hurt people. The storyline writes itself, <laughs> yeah, it, ladies it, and gentlemen. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that'd be that'd be pretty sick for sure, so, especially see uh, Volter like in the tag title scene. Be yeah. like, huh? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Thatcher is the perfect partner for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like if Thatcher wanted to challenge Volter again, I, you and I remember that progress match that they've had, uh, which was just violence unhinged. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I would like to see maybe that happen as well. Timothy Thatcher, Vol- Walter, and you know, UK title. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, they, so many things that you can do with Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, at the very end of NXT, Tommaso Ciampa was cutting a promo somewhere backstage, and uh, he was talking about how he's putting this whole thing with Johnny and Candice and everything else behind him. He says he's a man of his word. He's going to keep his promise. He says, Johnny, you are the better man. And then as soon as he started uttering the words man out of his mouth, he gets attacked by an unseen assailant. And, like, the camera kind of knocks to the ground. And, like, you just hear just this thrashing around and, like, things falling over and all sorts of craziness. And then Tommaso Ciampa just face plants right into the ground, right next to the camera. And then you see Killer Cross right next to Tommaso Ciampa and a pair of very high black boots Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. next to them as well. Uh, Killer Cross uh, will now be going under the name Carrion Cross, uh, I would imagine, for obvious reasons uh, in in the WWE sphere of things. But, uh, yeah, it looks like Tommaso Ciampa and Killer Cross 
is going to be happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, it seems really cool. And, and might I just say, what a great debut. What a great debut. It it, it wasn't crazy flashy. It, it wasn't super convoluted. He just attacked Ciampa backstage. But they, yeah. they did it very well, uh, especially with like the camera falling over on the side mm. and then uh, Scarlet's heel right mm. at the ending mm. of it. Like it, it was just a great... Whoever wrote that segment... It was, it was, like props, man. It, it was so good. Very good visual. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I like it. And then who knows? He might he might be attacking Johnny. Johnny's certainly not safe. Right. That, that could also be a possibility. I mean, there's no one really stopping Killer Cross here. Mm-hmm. These debuts are far better than what they did with Dexter Loomis, mm. who really has just been kind of creepy. <laughs> Kind of weird. Uh, I, I don't know who it was, um, <laughs> but somebody said that, uh, I think it was on NXT this week, uh, one of the commentary team members was like, it's like he's walking off the creep farm or whatever. And I was like, what? The, what the, what's the, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the creep farm? Where is that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Somewhere in maybe Mississippi or Missouri. <laughs> Get fucked, Mississippi and Missouri. <laughs> Somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> uh, I hear they got them creep farms. They got them creep farms. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Good debuts there uh, for for those gentlemen. Yeah, I um, mean, it's, it's nice to see some debuts in the midst of all these releases. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of cool. Here's a little bit more good news. Hmm. Uh, WWE is doing the interim cruiserweight uh, championship tournament here. They're doing this almost G1 style. There's two blocks, four blo- four wrestlers in each block. Uh, block A has Kushida, Drake Maverick, Tony Nese, and Jake Atlas. So, good stuff. Group B has Akira Tozawa, El Hijo del Fantasma, who is who also made his debut this past week on NXT, cutting a promo. Uh, he speaks fluid English, but but he cut his promo entirely in Spanish. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I, I honestly, I I like Fan, El Hijo del Fantasma in this tournament. Mm. I really do. I like him a lot in this tournament. Uh, but also, we have Isaiah Swerve Scott, as well as Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Nice. Also MB Block. So, uh, we've got some, some good cruiserweight action going on here. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the blocks are, um, are are very fair. I like I like the blocks. Um, Jake Atlas, my boy. Yeah. Yes. He's got a, he's got a shot. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's hope that they make some stars here with this tournament. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they have... They have some very very good wrestlers in there. Yes. Can you can you uh, can you list that off one more time? Yes. Yeah, so this is a round robin tournament. Mm. Everybody in each group will face everybody else. The the people with the best records at the end of it uh, will go on to face each other in the finals. So again, A block is Kushida, Drake Maverick, Tony Nese, and Jake Atlas. Man, that's a crazy block right there. Yes. Group B is Akira Tozawa, El Hijo del Fantasma, Gentleman Jack Gallagher, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Nice. So yeah, I would say nice. certainly six. Uh, I'm sorry, eight rather of the best cruiserweights that uh, NXT has to offer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's so many good ones: mm-hmm. Kushida, Jake Atlas, Jack Gallagher, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm not familiar with uh, El. 
El Hijo del Fantasma. Not familiar with him. I'll show you some stuff after okay. this. Yeah. It's pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Right on. I uh, mean, just out of the, the people I've recognized, I mean, that seems like a great blog. Yeah. Great tournament. I would say so. Um... WWE obviously is not the only people doing the tournament here. Uh, AEW, some AEW news uh, real quick here. AEW has their TNT title tournament. Uh, this week, Lance Archer faced off with uh, Colt Cabana and was victorious. Um, yeah. Shocker. <sighs> yeah. Um, Lance Archer, he has looked great in AEW. Mm-hmm. I would say comparing him and... Um, Brody Lee. I I think Lance Arch has made the biggest impact yeah. between the two of these gentlemen here. Not nothing against Brody Brody Lee. I think that he's he's done an acceptable job, but I think a lot of his stuff so far has been character work. Right. Whereas Lance Archer is just he's done it all, and then he's also got the advantage of having Jake the Snake cutting yes. promos for him. I mean, man. I mean, he's got everything going his way right now for sure. I think with Brody Lee, it's going to be uh, similar to how it went down with Dark Order originally, where it's going to be weird for a little bit. Yeah, everyone's going to have to get used to it, and we're going to have to they're they're going to have to build into what they're going towards. Mm. Um, right now, it's just a little weird, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Uh, the 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 entire Dark Order storyline is extremely ambitious. I, I do want to mm. give my hat off to them for that. Um, but you know, similar to how it was when Dark Order first started out, no one really liked them for a little bit, right? You right. know, so I, I think even now that we have the Exalted One, uh, I, I still think it's we're we're in a new era of Dark Order. So yeah. now that now that we've started over, now that we have the Exalted One, they're gonna have to build up to where they were, you know. Right, I would agree with that. Um. We also had on AEW the Bubbly Bunch segment, uh, which was quite hilarious. If you haven't seen this week's episode of AEW, highly recommend checking out the Bubbly Bunch. Um, obviously, it's it's with the Inner Circle, um, you know. But yeah, you just see this different side of the Inner Circle, and I I really appreciate it. It's it's quite funny. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Um, the main event of AEW this week was capped off with the John Moxley and Jake Hager match, which was, I guess, an unsanctioned or no disqualifications, false count anywhere, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, throughout the show, they had people from Bellator and you know mixed martial arts, uh, kind of hyping up Jake Hager. Uh, you also had uh, people within professional wrestling hyping up John Moxley. Right. Um. The match itself, um, so it's not, it's different. Mm. It's different, right? So it's kind of in that same category that I would put maybe the Edge and Orton match and as well as um, the Ciampa and Gargano match from uh, the week before. It's fairly it's, good company. It's, um, yeah, I mean, they're all done very differently. And, mm. and, I, and I'll say, like... This one was f- far less cinematic, but it was, I mean, as as a match itself, I think it was fairly good. It, it did run a little bit long. Obviously, that's the biggest probably gripe about the whole thing. Um, and again, I think these these matches where there's little to no fan involvement 
no matter if AEW puts 10 people out there. I, I Look, does that make a huge difference at the end of the day? Some would say yes, some say no. Right? But, um, I'd say as a wrestling match, this is probably the better one. As a no disqualification match, I would probably say the jar- the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa match. I like that one a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then as a moment, I would probably put Edge and Orton. So if I was to rank the three, I'd probably go Ciampa, Gargano, Moxley, Hager, and then Edge, Orton. Man, man, you're just continuously burying that Edge, Orton match like more and more every week. I'm not trying to because, <laughs> I, look, I, I liked it as an experience. I liked it as a cinematic journey. As a wrestling match, you know, I mean, I've watched it three times since I, since WrestleMania. Yeah. And every time I've watched it, I was like, hmm. hmm. I'm just giving you shit. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain. It's just, I don't know. I would I would invite everybody out there uh, who watched the match over WrestleMania weekend to rewatch it. Mm. And see if you still feel the same way that you do the first time that you watched it. If you do, cool. If you didn't, that's cool too. You know, this is a very strange time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we're not going to be having these six star matches anytime soon, I don't think. No. Uh, I mean, part of, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the Edge and Orton as quote unquote the moment. Because uh, that's really that's really what wrestling's missing right now is the moment, the, the big pop, um, things like that. You know, there's. There's things that they can put on TV where people like us can pop to it just because we know what's going on and we know, you know, backstory and what led that person to be there and everything like that. But when you don't have a crowd, there's something to be said about just how accessible it is to understand a crowd pop, you know, like if you make a debut in an arena with nobody in it that guy seems like he is unimportant or that he means nothing. Nothing is going to come of it. But then you have edge walk out during Royal rumble and you have an entire arena of people lose their freaking minds. Yes. That's a moment right there. Yeah. That, that was built. And, uh, that's what we're lacking right now, unfortunately. So, uh, going forward, what we will be getting is some pretty good wrestling. Yes. But we're not going to be getting a lot of real big moments. Yes. Yeah. I would I would say that that's probably about as accurate as we can make it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, wrestling, so far, so good. The, yeah. the, the wrestling. Yeah. The wrestling's good. The people behind the wrestling sometimes are scumbags. But hey, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, I mean that's 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 life though, you know. This is true. Some people are great, some people are scumbags. Right, right. Well, and it's not like and I'm not uh, please, I am not and I repeat, I am not defending Vince McMahon here. But there are other companies laying off a lot more people than what Vince laid off this week. True. So, with that said, how about we just end this episode on a bit of a high note, Stephen? Let's do it. Let's take a deep dive down into, of course, if wishes were fishes. I'm underwater.
It's underwater. Yes. If Wishes Were Fishes is a fun game that we like to play at the end of each episode. So if you've listened to our episodes previously, you know what it's all about. If this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, welcome. This is If Wishes Were Fishes. Hello. Hello. You'll like this part. Yeah. This is the game where Steve and I take turns making a wrestling-related wish, and the other grades them. Yes, in terms of real-life fish. Yes. Yes. That's what, the, that's what this game is all about. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, Steven, I have a wish this week. Do you have a wish this week? I do. Fantastic. Okay. Who would you like to go first, me or you? I always go first. I'd like to hear your wish first. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind doing my wish. Um, so as noted earlier, Cassius Ono was released from WWE uh, NXT recently, uh, or earlier this week rather. Um, I really thought, um, based off of some other things that I've seen in the past, I really wanted him to like really kind of make it on the main roster. I actually had a wish planned out a couple weeks ago where it involved him tag-teaming with Aleister Black mm. and them being, like, this really cool striking tag team. You know, uh, he could talk for Aleister Black. He could do all these kind of other things. He could redesign his gimmick, all this all this stuff, right? That's not going to happen. What will happen, I am almost sure of, is that Chris Hero, yes, his real name, not his real name, but his real name, Chris Hero, will return to the independent circuit. I, I want to see him everywhere. I want to see him in Ring of Honor. I want to see him in PWG again. I want to see him in Progress again. And I want to see him finally make it actually in New Japan. Mm. I think that Chris Hero could be really awesome in possibly, fingers crossed here, the G1, if it mm. were to happen this year. Mm. Uh, so yes, these are the things that I would like to see. Chris Hero makes his return to independent wrestling for good. Do not go back to WWE a third time. And to really kind of become this folk hero of independent wrestling that he was always meant to be. Hmm. That's a that's a great wish. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Uh, especially because, uh, personally... I only know Cassius Ono from WWE. Mm. You know that that's really the the only place I know him from. So uh, I'd love to see him, you know, somewhere else with some of the, you know, preconceived WWE notions out of the way, and, and just let him go out there and and uh, do what he does because because he is good. You know the the matches I've seen from him, they've been great. I just. I don't know what else he can do. You know what I mean? He can do a lot, Steven. That's what I mean, yeah. The man is a certifiable genius in the ring. Goodness, okay. And he he got underutilized, and he was used as a gatekeeper to kind of help get other people over, which I guess he's good at anyway, but he can really do some good stuff in the ring. I like it. I like it. For that, I'm going to give you four brain fish for him being a certified genius <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that i like yeah. that a lot uh let's see for for my wish so we we just uh just had bloody wednesday black wednesday lots of releases going on lots of people out of a job um it it sucks it, it really really does uh you know me me and you were fortunate enough to be deemed essential so we're we're continuing work through this time, and we still have a paycheck. 
Um, yes. But a lot of the people that were released this week, this past week, uh, do not have one coming in it. And that sucks a lot. So what I would want, if Wishes Were Fishes, is to basically have a lot of the uh, promotions kind of come together and, and do a show together. Um, this would include Ring of Honor. This would include New Japan. And this would also include Impact. Um, and basically just do a show for, for their guys, do a show for their guys, do a show for the fans, uh, and, and just kind of have like a feel-good show where we're all in this together, and I understand that, you know, things are going hectic like crazy outside of this arena, but in this arena right now, we're going to put on a great show for you guys and, and have people like Rusev, like Cassius Ono, like Diana Perrazzo, Chris Hero, Chris Hero, you know, <laughs> all, all of these people, put them on the show, put them on this card, put them in a match together, uh, give them at least one final paycheck before they really need to, you know, hunker down and find out what they're going to be doing next. So with this, who would be putting this on? Be a joint, joint venture. But with like you said, Ring of Honor and the AEW and Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, and I, I, I mean AEW, NWA. Yeah, more the mm. merrier. So like, so like a super card. Yeah. Ah. Huh. Minus WWE because you know they wouldn't agree to it. Mm, mm, but yeah, well, yeah, obviously. And mm. they're the ones who released all these guys, so <laughs> they're. I would say they're not welcome here. <laughs> oh, goodness, that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoy that. Um, yeah, it's um. I'm gonna give that three blue whales because mm. that 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 is a very large with uh, large wish <laughs> with large ambitions, mm. and uh, it would certainly be a whale of a time. I could certainly see this card being you know you know broken down and and you know uh, kind of some matchups already kind of starting to bubble up here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would uh, yes three blue whales. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'll be eating good for a little bit. You can eat whales, right? That's a thing. You can eat them, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's looked down upon, but yes. Oh, I see. Are are, are all whales endangered? Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a whale expert, unfortunately. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we should change that. We need to take some some whale classes. I guess is that a thing? Can you take a class on whales? Like not the not the the place. In the UK, but like, like whales, like the fish, or is that just biology? Um, uh, marine biology, I guess specifically. Ah, marine biology, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would cover sure any, they have anything whole, in the ocean. Yeah, I'm sure they have a whole section on whales. I'm just trying to get down to to why it's looked down upon to eat a whale. I, um, I guess it's because you know they're they're just uh you know. Such happy creatures in the in the water there. I mean, yeah, but like <laughs> one whale can feed like eight families. Like well, I, I guess that was the old timey way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. You calling me old timey? Yeah, yeah. Well, they made the the, the soap out of the whales. Mm-hmm. I think they still do to an extent, don't they? Maybe I some, don't know. Maybe some people do. Maybe candles. I think. I've never had to think about the they manufacturing used, process they, they of like, hand soap. They use like blubber for candles and soap and really all sorts. Of I stuff. know they use uh, they use like whale blubber and like uh, lipstick, right? 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. You don't know. I, I'm not. Hmm. I, my expertise does not go that far. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we need to take a marine biology class. Then we can really give each other some exotic fishes for. If yeah. wishes were fishes. Yeah, I mean, all you really need is, like, you know, uh, we could just go down to your local community college and mm-hmm. see if they've got a marine biology class. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, we have a podcast, and uh, we give each other lots of fishes, and uh, we'd like to expand our fish knowledge. You think they'd do it for free, then? Who, ACC? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Like, oh, it's, like, it's headlock talk, if of we course. Sp- if we sponsor them, be like, hey, ACC, it's the place to be. And, there like, do, like, a headlock talk rap. I'm and down. Then, and then like... <laughs> See, we already got the beat and everything. Yeah, it's killer. Hit us up, ACC. <laughs> We'd love to learn about whales and uh, and plug your services. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. But we're not going to plug it if you don't give us this class. So <laughs> hit us back. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> yes, I agree. Well... Let's uh let's wrap it up. Um no bonus episode coming to you guys next week. Um here's what we do have on deck though. I will I will go ahead and and share this with you guys the concept so you wet your appetite a little bit. Wet your whistle. To wet your whistle. Keep your peepers peeled for peeled. for the for the next bonus episode. Um as you might know, Jim Smallman of Progress Wrestling, he's no longer of Progress Wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, he uh, he quit Progress at the end of last year, um, but he did put together a little YouTube video where he listed off his top 10 matches of uh, Progress while he was there. Mm. So what Steve and I are going to do is we're going to go back and rewatch those 10 matches we're gonna do five matches one week. Five the 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 you know the numbers I guess ten through six uh, for one episode, and we'll do numbers five through ten or five through one. I don't like numbers, Stephen. <laughs> five through one. Uh, the next one, and then we'll talk about maybe our top ten progress matches of all time. Yes, indeed. How does that sound? That sounds ballin'. Sweet. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> in lieu of the bonus episode, we will be on the Dits on Wrestling show. Uh, so please check out Dits on Wrestling on Twitter. And uh, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be doing some tag team action, talking about gimmicks. Yes. The, the best gimmicks of all time. And we're going to crush those bastards. <laughs> sorry. No. <duh>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Guys. That scared me. Yeah, I get really competitive. I've never seen that look in your eyes before. <laughs> Thought I was going to get strangled. <laughs> I just get really competitive. That's <laughs> all. I just want to okay. win this thing so Okay, bad. man. It's okay. Just, just, okay. Well, oh, we're going to regroup. Uh-huh. We're going to do the show here in a couple hours. Yep. We're going to kick their ass. <laughs> all right. But yes, no, uh, all kidding aside, definitely check out Dits on Wrestling. Love those guys. Uh, his new co-host, Anthony, we, uh, we we did a show with Anthony previously. Absolutely love the both of them. So we're ready to do battle, gentlemen. We'll see you then. We're coming for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this has been yet another episode of Headlock Talk, you guys. It's been a fun ride. I feel a lot better now that I was able to get all this wrestling stuff off my brain mm. for at least another week. <laughs> um, and I guess we will see you guys once again 
next week. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yes, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, just real quick before you go, hit that subscribe button up at the top, wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Hangouts, or Google Play, whatever the hell it's called nowadays, uh, Podbean. Yeah, we've got lots of places where you can listen to us. You know, just find sure. us there, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to go the extra mile and support Headlock Talk, the best way to do so at this time is to leave a five-star rating and review where you listen to podcasts. That's how we help get up those charts. You know, get Headlock Talk out to the masses, you know. Yes, indeed. Spread the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this show's really gone off the rails in the last five minutes. That's okay. Uh, it's it's fine. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, Spread the gospel. <laughs> the gospel of headlock yeah. talk. You hear that, ACC? We're coming for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come to spread that gospel. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, yeah, so so hit that subscribe button, leave that rating and review, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. You just uh, hit that follow button, I follow you back, and leave you a little message. You know, we, we can talk or. We cannot talk. It's it's up to you. you do whatever I'm, you want. I'm not telling you what to do. You know that's 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 you. You Ugh. you follow your gut there. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Goodness. <laughs> um, Spreading my gospel all over the wall. <laughs> over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that could be dirty. Um, anyway. We got to go now before we just like fall apart ultimately here, you guys. So thank you once again for yes, tuning in. Thank we you. love you guys. Have a safe week. Chill out. Do whatever you can. Stay at home if 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 you ain't going to work or if you're working from home, whatever. You know, we love you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you guys take care. Oh, album of the week. Oh, I can do one. Well, I, I, I got I, I got one. You got okay. one. Yeah. Whichever. I never do album of the week. Well, okay. Well, how about we both do album of the week? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead, Stephen. Album, album of, of the week. week. Dance, Gavin, dance. Oh. Mothership. Yeah. Uh, this album came out in 2016. Uh, it's their, I believe, their seventh album oh. overall. Uh, however, only the second album with their new vocalist, uh, Tillian. So. Really, really great album. I really enjoy it. Uh, it's a lot of what I like about the genre. Their genre is um, it's really like post-hardcore uh, mm. is, is what they call it. It's basically pop music with distorted guitar. It yeah. is basically what it is. Pop pop music meets metalcore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the like hardcore from like hardcore punk in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I, I was disappointed when I found that out. But... <laughs> If you can take that off your brain, yeah, you can certainly embrace this other yeah. hardcore music. If you're uh, if you're a person that just likes all kinds of music, I definitely recommend this genre, yeah. just because it's it combines uh, the heaviness of metal with the uh, with the melodies and the chords of of some of like your more popular kind of radio music. Well, yeah, and and I was also impressed by some of like the technicality and the skill involved with some of the yes. riffs and uh, a Will lot of, Swan, a lot of the parts. Yes, mm-hmm. Will Swan, their guitar player, is fantastic. Yeah, Swancore mm-hmm. is a you know, subgenre exactly of, of hardcore music now. Yeah, interesting technical guitar work o- overlaid on uh, 
very very big melodies, yeah. uh, things like that. It, it's kind of hard to describe. Just give it a listen. It's really really good. Uh, Here comes the winner is probably my favorite song off of there. Um, fantastic song inspire the liars um mm, uh, mm, chucky mm. versus the giant tortoise there there's so many really really great songs on that album so uh if you like kind of heavier music or or just any music in general uh check it out dance gavin dance mothership very nicely done steven for my album of the week uh april 20th is coming up just around the corner it's my sister's birthday oh well there you go also Hitler's birthday. Well, uh, I always found it odd that so many people were looking forward to Hitler's birthday. Um, I'm just looking forward to my sister's birthday. That, that's, that's I, it. I, now, I don't think that that's why so many people like April 20th. I, mean, I think it's other reasons. Uh, you think so? I'm, I've, I always get scared about the Nazis, Stephen. 420. Oh, oh okay. Well, um, in honor of April 20th, uh, I'm going to propose... Catch a Fire by Bob Marley and the Wailers, mm. released in 1973. This is really the record that kind of, uh, I guess, brought Bob Marley and the Wailers out uh, into uh, public consciousness, perhaps. Uh, you have songs uh, like uh, Concrete Jungle, which is amazing, Slave Driver, which is awesome, uh, Stop That Train, Baby We've Got a Date, uh, Steer It Up. Steer It Up is is. A classic, mm, obviously. Mm. Uh, just lots of really good tunes, really jamming stuff. So if you like the reggae's, the, the, the reggae's is good. I do. Uh, it fill, is. fills your soul. It does. If you're looking for some good reggae music, you might I am. throw back. You gotta gotta get that catch that fire. I found it. All right. There's sweet. the reggae. All right. <laughs> I think we can take this episode home now. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, guys, it's been a fun ride. Um, Thank you once again for tuning in, and uh, like I said earlier, stay safe out there. Yes. We'll talk to you again next week. Later. Bye-bye. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.